T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. ETN in the backfield to the left of Lawrence. Shotgun, he's got the snap. Lawrence drifts back, throws, end zone, near side, hauled in! Christian Kirk, touchdown, Jacksonville! He beats Callahan on the play. And the Jaguars inch closer. 30 to 26 with 5.25 on the clock. They are going for two. Lawrence under center. He's got Hasty in the backfield. Lawrence does it himself, and he's in. Spikes it hard. And it's 30 to 28. Doug Peterson rolls the dice, and it pays off. <laughs> the Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on the score. Man, what a weekend of football that uh, you guys love when I'm wrong. I don't think it was going to be that good uh, going into it. I didn't think the matchups really lent itself uh, to being that compelling a theater. Wow, I didn't, I didn't hear that take. It was Friday. I missed it. I was ill. Yeah, it was just a um, lot of backup quarterbacks, a lot mm-hmm. of big point spreads. Yeah, no, uh, Skylar Thompson did way more with the help of Mike McDaniel than you'd ever expect, and Josh Allen let the Dolphins stay in it. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, the one game that was a blowout was the first game, so got it out of the way. Three of the six were divisional rematches, uh-huh. so not like crazy, unique playoff matchups. But hasn't the NFL all season long lent itself to the, the this ridiculous amount of one-score games and such an incredibly small margin um, so often, such such good parody. I don't know. I, I guess it felt representative of the season to me as I watched this weekend. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I just uh, it's it's rare to get those bigger point spreads in NFL playoff games, mm-hmm. especially three of them. And uh, then the games were largely competitive and interesting. And even the game last night that was a blowout was interesting because Tom Brady threw the ball over 60 times and Brett Maher missed four kicks. Dude, Brett Maher. (laughs) Does the traveling caravan of unemployed kickers go through Dallas or this week in the middle of a playoff run or because he made the last one and he's had a great year, 
do they stay invested? I mean, dude, he's, he, he had he had Chuck Knobloch, Steve Blass disease last night. He might be looking for a kicker next week. There you go, Troy. I mean, what would you do? In the middle of a playoff run, you go grab a new kicker? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I don't know what they're going to do either. It's uh, But it is fascinating. It adds a level of intrigue. And all of the top teams advanced in terms of the the gambling odds. Like So that no big upsets. So you get the marquee teams uh in this round of the divisional round which is sometimes dicey in single elimination tournaments so it's a dream weekend for the nfl in that way they had great games they had compelling theater and all of the the betting favorites moved on yeah the powerhouses the teams that feel like they should be there now obviously the nfc has been weak all year so there wasn't much of a difference in terms of you know dvoa like dvoa actually had the vikings ranked five spots below Mm -hmm. uh the giants so, like, the Eagles were always going to get a pretty, you know, plush matchup, it felt like. But they got to be loving Giants and Eagles in terms of market size. And then Dallas and San Fran. Yeah, bringing back early 90s NFL heyday. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, right. And go to go to 80s and show me the catch. I'll see Dwight Clark yeah. making the catch. Yeah, absolutely. With Vin Scully on the call. And then you get the dream matchup of Bills and Bengals get to settle it on the field. The game that wasn't finished yeah. with DeMar Hamlin. And there's really no bad outcome for them for the Chiefs. For, for Chiefs. You either get the divisional matchup, Herbert Mahomes, or you get Trevor Lawrence on the come up against Pat Mahomes. So there's really no bad outcome for them in that spot. But yeah, pretty incredible uh, how it all how it all fell. But the, t- the highlights that Tanny brought us back with, um, dude, Doug Peterson's awesome. He's <laughs> got a weird chin, though. He does. Visor but- guy. Yeah, we yeah okay. Is, it, so we is that his out. real hair? Or is it attached to the visor? Have we have we have we sussed this out recently? I I, I found speaks is big on the sussing today. We're sussing a lot of things. Yeah. out. Oh, suss is the the new word of the day calendar. I don't suss nearly enough, frankly. I need to outsource my sussing. Outsussing? <laughs> Outsuss the sus. Uh, real real quick, clear up there. Uh, Doug Peterson, normal chin. I was thinking of Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good correction. One guy working in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. The other. So sorry about that. Bill uh, O'Brien. Yeah. Directed to Bill O'Brien and Doug Peterson. Oh. Okay. Uh, I, can you clarify if he has his own hair if that's just attached to the visor then? That's his hair. Okay. No, oh, no, wait. It's Bill O'Brien's hair. <laughs> Perfect. That was super random note. Yeah, it was. Shut up, Matt Vaskersian. God, everybody's saying that. God, he's a little bitch. <laughs> St- Wayne Randazzo went and took his job. Astray for Vaskersian. Uh, it's about time he caught one. You were saying, Danny, something about Doug Peterson. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey, thanks, Danny. He's uh, awesome. You're on my side now. <laughs> like, now. Yeah, yeah. Now not, not for the first so two Doug, hours. I know. Yeah, after Shane had your back for two hours. Okay, so so felt, Doug I, Peterson is awesome. Okay, here's why I felt jealous, though. It's the dude off the Andy Reid tree. Oh, like, we could have had it. Are we re- relitigating Matt Nagy? What? The Andy Reid tree. Hold on a second. Like this, so seven of the eight coaches that are play, are a live divisional round of the playoffs mm-hmm. are offensive coaches. The one that isn't is in Buffalo, and their defense just gave up thirty-one to Skylar Thompson. And the only reason they won is because they have Josh Allen, who was developed by Brian Dable, mm-hmm. who just saved Daniel Jones and the Giants, is and is alive in the playoffs. So seven of the eight are offensive coaches, and the yeah. one has Josh Allen. So this is reinforcing uh, yours and a lot of other people's idea that the offensive coach matters more, the offensive coach should be the template, and that the Bears should have doubled down after a Matt Nagy failure. They should have gotten who? Dayball? 
Peterson? Listen, Peterson wasn't going to happen because it was too much like Nagy. Right, I know, but but I'm just... I'm thinking about that specifically. Like, listen, I wanted all of the offensive guys over Eberfuss, right? You can find tape of me saying, give me Josh McDaniels. That's looking bad. You can find tape of me saying, give me Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, that's looking bad. That's looking horrendous. But you can also find tape of me saying, give me Brian Dable, which is looking really good. Like, I wanted any of the offensive coaches over Matt Eberfuss because of this trend. I get it. And Joe Brady. I, I, you can find tape of that. You want a Joe Brady, too. He's on the list of guys Danny likes. Also not aging terribly well, but he's very young. I'm not selling my stock in him quite yet. But, dude, Doug Peterson. Yeah. So he wins a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Uh-huh. Goes to Jacksonville. Takes over for the dumpster fire that is Urban Meyer. In his first year, has Trevor Lawrence trending towards superstardom. They win nine games. They win the division. He wins a playoff game against Justin Herbert. And in the game. Goes for it on fourth down in the first half. I think it was like a fourth and seven. Gets it. Awesome, aggressive decision. Goes for it on fourth and one. Unconventional play to Travis Etienne around the right side. Mm-hmm. Gets it. That was a great play. Game-shifting play. Then they are doing, they're executing the comeback, right? They are down 30 to 20. They score. My guy Brandon Staley, hyper-conservative. When he goes up 30 to 20, mm-hmm. they've got a field goal, a 40-yard field goal attempt. Yeah, and, he, take and it. he missed it. It's a, right. And in Brandon Staley, it's fourth and three. There's eight minutes and 51 seconds left. He decides to try to kick a field goal to turn a two-score game into a two-score game. Something has broken in your boy Brandon Staley. That's, he's not my boy anymore. I gave him up on Friday. I quit him. I'm off the drug. I'm all, I, 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 I abandoned Brandon Staley. For those who didn't hear, it's because he played Mike Williams and others and in a others, meaningless game and then defended that decision. And said there was no way around it. You only have so many guys that you can play when Brian Dable, when they were locked into their seating, sat everybody. What drug is that? What are you shooting? Brandon Staley. Is, is that the medical name or is that the street name? <laughs> B. Stales, I don't know what the, the street name is, but... Yeah. He's no longer a junkie <laughs> on sorry, Brandon I, Staley. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have put you in that position. <laughs> well, what, what would you say? What, what's Brandon Staley's street drug name? You got a better one? <laughs> not a question for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. Fair enough. Well, I don't even remember the point. No, the point is this. Brandon Staley, he, he broke. So he does the conservative thing, mm-hmm. kicks the field goal. They say, oh, take the points. Doesn't get the points. Then Doug Peterson drives right down the field with Trevor Lawrence. They score the touchdown to go down 30-26. He wants to kick the extra point, but then Bosa gets the uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for slamming his helmet. Yeah, no, not only that, Bosa slams his helmet. Brandon Staley dutifully goes and gets it, picks it up, hands it back to Bosa, who slams it again. Where There is... I know they respected him at one point, but I don't know. That respect doesn't seem to really be there too much right Not now. Not a lot of respect. That, that, clip, that clip is hilarious. Oh, my goodness. But then he just... He takes the opportunity of having the two-point conversion try now from the one-yard line because of the penalty, goes for two, and then the field goal at the end of the game is to win instead of to tie. So there is the guy... And you wanted Matt Nagy to be. Yeah, who is maximizing the high pick quarterback, being aggressive, being innovative, being fearless in big spots. Interesting. And winning playoff games now at multiple locations. See, that's not the one I kept. I expected you to come in uh, having feelings about. I thought it would be Dayball. Because it's it's both. I mean, 
I saw this. This I think it was from Hembo, from Paul uh, Hembaticus, or however you say that that dude's last name. Yeah, a total number of games in which Daniel Jones played clean, no picks, no fumbles. His first three years, seven. This year, nine. Nine clean games this year in terms of no interceptions and no fumbles. And then there he is, not just running. And we saw all the running stuff against the Bears, and we've seen it other times where you're using Daniel Jones the way Luke Getze unlocked Justin Fields yeah. in the middle of the year. Similar kind of stuff, what Dayball was doing. But then Dayball expanded the playbook and asked more of Daniel Jones as the season went on. And now he's throwing for 300 yards in a playoff game and running for 70 and playing clean and throwing for two touchdowns. No quarterback has ever had a playoff game like that in the history of the NFL. And that's insane. It is completely insane. And, and so it was two. I told Tanny in, uh, in the break when it was NFL jealousy, it's like, you could either come out with Peterson or Dable. I'm feeling the Dable one. I I get it. So, so Peterson is looking back. What could have been Uh Dable is looking for, because to your point, they were never going to hire Peterson after they hired Nagy because they are the exact same archetype, even uh-huh. though Peterson apparently is good and Nagy is is not. Uh, but it could have been Dable. Man, Daniel Jones was Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. The Giants declined the fifth-year option on him. And now they'll pay him. They gave up on him. Mm-hmm. They, they were looking at this year as, this is a bridge year. We are going to just get a new coach bring in some culture, and then we will figure out quarterback next year. And instead, I think what Daniel Jones, I think the sixth pick in the draft, super talented guy, young, Brian Dable saved him. Yeah. And so now you can make the argument that Brian Dable is quarterback maximizer, which how many times did we talk about that around Matt Nagy and then around this last coaching hire of it's arguably the most singularly important thing for an NFL coach. For sure. He and Dable, turns- Dable has done it in different systems and different places, whereas Nagy, we came to eventually realize, and we should have thought about it from the get-go, yep. only did it for Andy. Only did it for Andy and in that system and just came up in that system, and he was a one complete and utter one-trick pony. Dable has shown lots of depth. Co- correct, and he did it with two guys who were not at all surefire things. I mean, Josh Allen from Wyoming, Daniel Jones from Duke. Yeah, these are these were not. I mean, they were high draft picks. They had a crazy amount of talent. It, it, it's not. These what, are not big time college football pedigrees or it, anything. Yeah, it, so it's not what Kyle Shanahan is doing, where like just the system appears to have some degree of plug and play to it. Even though Nick Mullins didn't produce there, and we could talk about Brock Purdy if you want. But yeah, man, quarterback developer, quarterback maximizer, and it's a game changer for the for the Giants because they're not good they're not special their talent isn't they have some really really good defensive players before you find yourself thinking well Dable could have done this with Justin Fields and maybe the Bears would be in the playoffs right now the Giants roster is a lot better maybe not so much it's not like they have great wide receivers they have some some decent low-end wide receivers they don't have any star wide receivers but they have Saquon Barkley and they have a better offensive line than the Bears for sure. And their defense, they've, Dexter Lawrence was the best player on the field in that game. Yeah, well, and and the guy they drafted this year, uh, Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau, is awesome yep. also. So yep. yeah, pairing him with Lawrence, they is... have two difference makers on the defensive line, folks. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh of course. I, and, not... and that Vikings run game was nowhere in that game. But I, I never once said that 
if the Bears would have hired Brian Dable, they would have been in the playoffs this year like they were with the Giants. Mm-hmm. I just think the currency of offense, the trend of offense, because the Texas is like, well, Parkins, you also want an offensive guy, Matt Nagy. Yeah, I would hire offensive coaches. Every time. Because it's a risk, man. Yes, if Luke Getzey turns Justin Fields into being great, and Luke Getze then leaves. In theory, Justin Fields should be great, and the next guy just comes in and runs the same offense. But it's not a guarantee. Best example I can give, Kyle Shanahan, Atlanta, Matt Ryan, gets him the MVP, leaves, is awesome elsewhere. Atlanta hasn't been relevant uh, since. Like It's the best example I can give. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bills are the example to the other side, right? But, by the way, Josh Allen turning the ball over quite a bit dude it, he's, not not playing clean games to to your point and he plays at josh allen plays loose yes but sometimes super cocky and there's a line and he goes beyond it throwing deep uh over and over and over with a lead there was the stat about the depth of target while they had the lead in that entire second half and he yeah. just kept launching the ball down the field Goes deep twice um, and then takes a sack on third and 10 before at a big position and, and they give it back. They're not scared because they know they can move it. They know they can sling it. And it's the same with the Bengals, by the way. They're not scared and that offense doesn't play scared because they know they can go get yards anytime they want. Well, but, except against Baltimore. Yeah. They had like 240 yards of offense in that game mm. and, and won. Now, in theory, the Bills defense is not the Ravens defense, but... Bengals got some problems too. They got offensive line issues. They yeah, because well, yeah, they got guys who are hurt, and so now they're they're going back three, to last year's offensive line. Right, they're going to have three backups start in this game against uh, against the Bills. It's looking like so. Yeah, it was just it was an interesting it was an interesting weekend to me for a ton of reasons, but like most relevant to the Bears were these two offensive coaches that were in your Matt Eberflus hiring cycle. Mm. One who realistically you were never going to hire because of Nagy. You could not really expect anybody to make that hire. Though, I mean, I I said it on first and pod. Are there five coaches better than Doug Peterson? Maybe. But that dude is very, very impressive in game. And if he can do that quick of a turnaround in Jacksonville and win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, I just I, I'm very very impressed with him and Dable man similar thing that he he should be coach of the year I don't think he's going to win it I think Sirianni's going to win it but Brian Dable should win coach of the year it's pretty remarkable what he's done I had a great uh, social media moment um, during that Giants Vikings game where I just I just simply decided to tweet out an opinion I gave you last week which is that. He's not a number one wide receiver, and I know the Bears need that, but they also should go for just, you know, as a depth wide receiver, unrestricted free agent Darius Slayton. Like, that would be a nice add on the bottom of the uh, depth chart. I like Darius Slayton. Gambled on himself this year. Had to take a pay cut to stay there. Had a nice year. Yada, yada, yada. And then he has the drop. That almost defines that How'd game. How'd that go for you? Not so well. Not so well. In terms of uh, the old <laughs> mentions. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it's, all, it's all in the timing, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that, that, that's, that's a lesson. But I'll still take Darius Slayton. 
Yeah. yeah. As a bottom end wide receiver. I don't know. Kind of pouting afterwards for an extended period of time. Stayed down too long, he didn't did he, Danny? He did stay down a very long you, time. Don't stay down. While others picked him up or tried to pick him up. Stop. Like, he shouldn't need to be picked up that much. Yeah, I want you to be like, Get you know, over yourself. Stand up and, yeah. and cheer for your team and get a stop. Hey, you know? uh, how about a question in that regard? The aforementioned Brett Maher, who misses, I believe at the time it was his third extra point. On the sidelines, shot of Dak Prescott screaming and venting. Let's effing go for two. Yes. Yeah. Let's effing go for two. Is that what he said? Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Okay. I, or I, I, we effing need to go for two. It was, it was something with an F word and okay. go for two. Quarterback, leader. Uh, are, we, are, are we at all bothered by him expressing his uh, frustration over his teammate publicly when you're the quarterback and you got to know the camera's on you and it's just the way of the world? Are we all no, bothered by no, that? No, I think that... My like, wife was bothered by that. I, uh, okay. Uh, that doesn't sway me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need to work harder. Uh, wow. No, uh, she should sway your it's opinion. She should have swayed my opinion. It's a tough day around here. <laughs> no, no I, think, I, I think guys yell at each other on the sidelines all the time. Um, Maher had an awesome year. They, they were up 18, nothing. The thing is, I disagreed with, uh, the sentiment from Dak and, and McCarthy slash Kellen Moore had a great game last night. Dak, that, that might've been the best football game I've ever seen Dak Prescott. Play. Wow. He just, I think it just happened. He just credited Mike McCarthy. And it, was I heard more, it. it was more Kellen Moore. I, I know um, you, you quickly included Kellen Moore, but it's like as good as that game plan was. I, I, and, as much and, as they did, yeah, there, there, I mean, well, Dak was great. D- Dak was incredible. Uh, the play calling was great. McCarthy went for it on fourth and goal from the one when Troy Aikman was telling him to kick a field goal. He's like, "I'd take mm. the points here, up six nothing." And like as he said, "I'd take the points here." They're walking into the end zone to make it twelve nothing. Loved that moment. Uh, but McCarthy went for it on fourth down instead of giving Maher another kick late in the game. Which I thought was silly. They were up, I think, four yeah, scores. It was definitely big, three. Go ahead and give them a, a make good. Give them a chance to feel good. Just got to figure, you could, like, get more data points between now and next week about what you're going to do going forward. And I, a texter pointed it out. I think Jerry Jones gave some sort of indication uh, that Maher is going to be the kicker for the next round. And he had a good enough season and he earned it. And all of that's true. But it felt like he broke felt like me over a 12 foot putt you know he like the the one that he hit off the top of the right upright well if anybody after didn't he see, had pulled the one before that left because he, he missed cl- the first two right and then he missed the third one left and then he hit the, the missed the next one off the top of the right upright he like stutter stepped into the kick like he had yeah. the yips and just straight pushed it it was rough it was like a shank on the golf course or like a charles barkley golf swing it was it was very alarming to see it play out in real time. Who do you think of first? Who do you think of first in terms of sports person with yips? Chuck Knobloch. You do? Yeah. Yeah. That, I go, I go, I go Knobloch as well. And yeah. then I go all the other baseball ones. Rick Ankeel, Steve Blast, used to call it Steve Blast disease. What Ma- do you, Mark Wohlers. Jared Saltalamacchia was a catcher who used to have to walk the ball out to the pitcher. There was one time where he, he couldn't throw it back to the pitcher. He walked like, it out to him. Like uh, Rube Baker. Baker in Major League Two? 
Oh, I see. Yeah, Ma- Major League Two. He he has that's to, a fun movie. He can throw down the second, first, and third, but he can't throw it back to the pitcher. He's got a mental block, and so then he starts uh, memorizing the articles in Playboy or Penthouse or whatever it was, uh, and he recites it to himself, and then he fires it back to the pitcher. Does Does Larry Garcia have the yips, or is he just trash at the game? <laughs> I think that's a lack of skill. Has oh. that been, been investigated? Uh, we've got to suss that out. As long as you um, you brought that up, you like the idea of Nick Madrigal making throws from third base? You guys like that idea? That came up at the Cubs convention. <laughs> yeah, it strikes me as unlikely. <laughs> I told uh, Nick Madrigal, and if you weren't here on Friday, I told Nick Madrigal and Cody Hoyer uh, at in person at the Cubs media social that I think the White Sox did him dirty. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who do you? Who do you go to just to ask you another question? Who do you go to when you think of like kicker blunders? Like, do, um, do you go to Scott Norwood? Do you, Lynn, Lynn Elliott missed three field goals in a playoff game. Obviously, Cody Parkey here, but we'll ask Adam Hogue maybe. Uh, he was at the press conference for Kevin Warren. He had a one-on-one with him after Adam Hogue going to join us next. Parkinson speak on the score. Normally, I'd invite Hub Arkush as the elder statesman of the Bears beat to uh, ask the first question. As all of you know, he had a well-documented medical event here at Hallis Hall last year. Um, He's on the road to recovery, and we're looking forward to uh, welcoming him back here on a regular basis. Um, Look forward to seeing him here. Um, Who wants to step into Hub's big shoes? No questions? Okay. Adam. Hey, George. Hi, Adam. Um, Obviously, can't step into Hub's shoes, but uh... oh, tough spot for our next guest, Adam Oak. What did Damn. he ask? What did he ask? Well, the, the other thing is, to be to be fair, he's stepping into Hub's shoes twice. We wanted Hub on today. Hub's going to join us tomorrow, so we we settled for Adam Hogue. Covers the Bears for CHGO. He is our good friend and yours. He does great work. He's oh, on the crap. Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports bar. I don't think of you as settling, Adam. What's up, Hogue? Stop doing this to me today. <laughs> yeah, tough spot it's for un- you, man. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that is really uncomfortable. <laughs> so we'll keep doing it. Um, okay. How big of a deal is Kevin Warren to George McCaskey versus how big of a deal Kevin Warren is to Bears fans? Ooh. Well, I think he's a big deal to both. But um, I think the the more important one is, you know, he's a big deal to George. And then as a result of why that's the case and hopefully the results that all of Chicago sees, that's why he's a big deal uh, to Bears fans. But I think they feel that excitement now. It's just, look, you know, I don't really know. I also want to give George some credit here and even Ted to some extent. You know, I was, it's kind of funny today when Ted was asked, he was asked what his list of accomplishments are, what he's proud of in his time as president. And he mentioned Soldier Field. Then he mentioned the financials. And then he mentioned hiring his replacement. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, and like in some ways, you know, I do think George, I do think Ted, they get, credit for this hire they should get credit for this hire right and in uh, in the list of accomplishments like this may end up being the best accomplishment um because kevin warren i think is just going to for i'm sure all the reasons you guys have already been talking about all afternoon in in my opinion going to bring this franchise 
into a little bit more of the modern day NFL. And and I don't mean this in any, you know, insulting way, but when I go to these owners meetings and all these events around the league throughout the year, the Bears carry a lot of respect. The McCaskey family carries a lot of respect and it's and it's well deserved for all the reasons as a founding member of the front of, of the NFL and all that. But when it comes to big decisions that are being made, I don't necessarily know that, you know, they're carrying it a ton of weight. And Kevin Warren's the type of guy with his big ideas and his execution of big ideas. Um, you know, it, it had my head spinning a little bit. What he did with three major networks all coming together in this big 10 rights deal. Like that's, that's that's NFL level type stuff. That's a, the, being at the forefront of thinking in today's sports landscape, and and that's why I think Kevin Warren makes such a big difference. And that's just not what the Bears have been really over the last really ever, to be honest. We were trying to think of some of the things that he might come up with, be it with the stadium or be it other ways, like. You know, when Jerry Jones split with the league-wide Coca-Cola agreement and went with Pepsi. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've, have you given any thought to what Kevin Warren might do that is outside the box and, and, and would appeal to what George likes about him? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, not to the point where I have specific examples yet, but it, it, it definitely, I think, I, I, it gets back to what I just talked about. Like, to, to come together, to get three of the four major networks to basically put the big 10 on all of those to own. I think the way Kevin put it today to own Saturdays and then to add two big universities like USC and UCLA, that's not nothing. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. Um, and some people might roll their eyes at, do you really need to be coast to coast as a conference? Well, fine. But that's from a fan standpoint, but from a business standpoint, you know, it's a game changer. Um, and then to, to walk away from that is very interesting to me too, because he probably in today's college sports landscape, I think the commissioner of the big 10 might be the most powerful position you can have. Um, and and, you know, he seemed the way, at least if you're going to take him at face value for what he said today, Kevin was like, I left it demonstratively better. That's what my parents taught me. And now I can move on to the next thing. And so it's like, well, if there comes a time, if he has aspirations of being the NFL commissioner at some point and he ends up getting that opportunity and he leaves, has to leave the Bears to do that, well, if he really follows through on that word to leave it demonstratively better, that's still going to be a major victory for the Bears, whether that's three years, five years, how many years it ends up being. Uh, you look at this guy's track record throughout all the places he's been, and he really has followed through on that and in most cases and we've seen many of these introductory press conferences right guys I've covered many of them they don't end well when it's all said and done and this one certainly to me has a different feel Adam Hogue is our guest how do you think he will most impact wins and losses um one of my biggest takeaways today is not only that Kevin Warren did not shy away from talking football wanting to talk football. Um, I know everyone kind of had their individual interviews with him today. I did as well. Um, I asked him actually something that Ryan Poles brought up on his own, which was like, is this a guy who knows these Big Ten players well? He knows who they are. That can be an asset for us. What I'm getting at is I don't think he's going to be like 
really, I don't think meddling's the right word in Ryan Pulse's decisions. I do believe the Bears when they say he has complete authority over the decisions, but I think he's going to be involved. And I'm not necessarily sure that's a bad thing because he's probably qualified to be involved in ways that Ted Phillips never was. So that's for all these people that have talked about this idea of a football czar. Mm-hmm. Wait. And whatever that means, I'm not knocking that at all because I've talked about it too and somewhat been a proponent of it. I think this is kind of a perfect fit because you have a guy with the business accomplishments that he has, but he does know football. He knows sports. He knows how to connect with the players. He knows what this stuff, what matters and what doesn't matter. So, um, and then the more directly answer your question, I mean, if he can deliver a world-class stadium in what, in my opinion, is the best stadium in the NFL right now, U.S. Bank Stadium. If it's anywhere close to that, trust me, that impacts wins and losses. Maybe this weekend wasn't the best example of that because the Vikings lost, but that is a loud stadium with many different wrinkles from that skull chant that they put in that never existed at the Metrodome um, to the horn that they, the Galler horn that they play constantly. It's a great experience. It's a comfortable experience. Um, and and I think it's going to be a win for the team and a win for the fans, and will have some impact on wins and losses. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I would love to know. Uh, the gambling markets all say that home field advantage is actually like going away. In in the yeah. NFL, it's just decreasing more and more, even at places like. Arrowhead or Lambeau or U.S. Bank. So uh, I have not been to U.S. Bank. I'll make it a point. Maybe maybe it's worth going uh, if that's that's going to be the model. The football czar thing is interesting because, I mean, his background is lawyer and executive and conference commissioner. I'm wondering how in the weeds you think he would be, like, not in the room, watch the tape on this guy, right? No, I think it's more of um, um, maybe more of the – intangibles, mental side of things, who these athletes might be. And eventually that's going to wear off, right? Like, so he might know, uh, this might not be the best example because I don't think the Bears are drafting C.J. Stroud, but he may know C.J. Stroud really well right now. Just for, I'm just throwing out one example, or, or J.J. McCarthy in a couple of years, whatever. Um, the, the point being, that could be beneficial right now but as he gets farther and farther removed from the big 10 i don't know what type of relationships he's still going to have with kids coming out just in the draft for example um ryan poles talked about that he thinks that college sports have done a better job than the nfl on the mental health side of things and taking care of players um and he thinks that that's an area that kevin warren can be heavily involved in that 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 helps the players you know on a weekly daily monthly whatever basis um, so I, I think it's more like that type of intangible stuff and, and giving players um, what they need. And then from a cap standpoint, potentially, he's a guy who does have a background in contract negotiations, where it's smart to spend more money in others. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see how this all plays out. But I do think he is, at least he has experience. He checks a bunch of these boxes in a number of areas where and Ryan Pohl said this himself today. I don't think we talk about enough how much business and football overlap when it comes to these things in the NFL. There really is a lot of overlap, and quite frankly, Pohl's predecessor Ryan Pace understood that. That's part of the reason why the Bears have the excellent practice facility that they have, that have really upgraded the experience and the advantages that some of their players have right now. Ultimately, though, guys, we 
same thing with the home field advantage we just talked about. Talented players went out, right? They're just you try to get every tiny advantage you possibly can here and there, but you still got to at the end of the day know how to scout talent, get that talent in here, and that's how you win football games. Well, yes, that is of course the the truth of it. But you are giving voice to. Uh, a perception that has uh, been a battle uh, for a little bit on this show, um, which is that if you get healthier as an organization, if you um, become smarter and more well-run as an organization, that will make your football operations healthier and potentially more successful. Sounds like you believe that, Adam. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm 100% a believer in that. I, and I think typically it starts at ownership, right? I mean, there's a reason why the Cubs did what they did after they knew owners came in and those same fans can be frustrated with how things have gone since then. But, you know, you saw that the changes that happened right away and that happened. There's plenty of other examples of that too. And what the bears have done here, guys, they, they obviously haven't sold the team and these aren't not new ownerships or owners that are coming in and and from that standpoint, but just short of that, I think this Kevin Warren hire is as close to major change as you could potentially have within an organization that isn't changing owners. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I I, I mean, he, he's, you, you go from having the same guy who's been there for 40 years, who's been in the same position he's been in for what, 24 years and Ted Phillips. It's whether it's his fault or not, things get stagnant, right? And a new voice, especially one coming from the outside with the connections and experience, not only within the NFL, but within your own division, um, with with the Vikings and then going to the college sports society, it's just, it's going to give the Bears such a new, fresh look. And I loved hearing Kevin Warren say, look, I'm going to sit down with every employee in this building and ask them, if you're a if you're a member of the McCaskey family, what would you do? And I hope everyone feels the freedom to give an honest answer to that question because I know employees inside that building that have a lot of great ideas, and I don't know how that those things are always coming to the forefront. So if he's willing to listen to that, and those employees are willing to be honest, and he can listen to that and make the changes that are necessary, I think there is definitely a trickle down effect that ultimately uh, impacts wins and losses. Adam Hogue, Bears reporter, CHGO. Good stuff, man. Uh, hope the uh, the conversation with Kevin Warren went well, and you did a great job not being hubbarkish today. Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay, I don't even know what that means, but... You were great, is what it means. Hub, I love you regardless. We all do. We all do. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Bye, guys. That's Adam Hogue. No, just if you weren't with us at the beginning of the interview, I guess that ending might have been a little awkward, but that was a <laughs> moment of love for Adam Hogue and for Hub Arkish. Well, considering your history with Hub then no, I think Hub people think I that like makes a lot other. of sense. Hub and I have shared many nice messages uh, recently. He's been very nice about what's going on in my family. I've been talking to him. It's been it's been very nice. Hub and I disagreed about football publicly. It was never personal. We'll see you tomorrow. Hub is uh, on the show tomorrow, and I look forward to whatever he and Danny get into tomorrow. Oh, there'll be disagreement. Chris, <laughs> Zor- Chris Zorich on the show tomorrow. Oh, come on a- now. A- as well. And we got to catch up on uh, some other, some, some crack slippers. Yeah, a lot of baseball as, as well. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. The Bears road schedule is so fun. This upcoming year, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's there's an obvious one on the schedule. It's like, oh, well, that's going to be the spot. And Bears fans show up at all the games. But, like, oh, you know, this is a 
you know, uh, this year, Monday Night Football in Foxborough. I'm a stadium nerd, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you know, sometimes there's kind of like an obvious one on the schedule. Atlanta this year was probably was a pretty attractive destination, I'd imagine, uh, to, to a lot of Bears fans. Next year. Who do we got? I know can, Kansas City's there. I know that. You can go to Kansas City. That'd be fun. Chiefs, good team. Good Good team. Crazy fun place to see a game. I've heard. I've never been. If you've never been to Arrowhead, it's amazing. It's it's old school. They barbecue in the po- parking lot. Parking lot smells good. People are super nice. Loud stadium. It's amazing. Parking lot smells good. Well, isn't it like one of four NFL stadiums that allows tailgating? They, isn't that a thing? I think they, it's they, Buffalo, KC, the Bears, and Green Bay. You're, uh, you're kidding me. Did I read that somewhere or that, am I that, way that, off? In terms of on the premises, that might be right. But, I mean, they don't only, like – Allow it. They encourage it. It's a scene. It's awesome. X factors there. X factor. Yeah, the math. <laughs> you know, Jesus was persecuted. I'll come back fighting. Says that I'm a meth addict, which I I'm a cocaine addict and alcoholic. My apologies. How dare you call him a uh, meth addict? Uh, New Orleans is on the schedule. Oh man, it's such a great town, it's especially Im- in non Mardi Gras situations. Correct. Uh, L. A. is on the schedule. People always would enjoy exciting, warm weather. Exciting place, Los <laughs> yeah. Angeles. Yeah, especially lots, if that, lots to do there. Especially if that game ends up being in December, right? That's going to be attractive. Uh-huh. But should we do Minneapolis? Should we go see U.S. Bank Stadium? If the guy they hired is the guy who built it and he's going to probably retain the same firm and do a lot of the same things that he did there? Listen, Danny, when we came back from Vegas last year and I had gone to that stadium out there, um, I hosted a very exciting edition of Trading Spaces, the stadium edition, right? in order to scout stadiums. And I chose not to go because I wanted to hang out in a sports book with Derek Stevens for nine hours. And you had a great time. You smelled like Marlboro Lights. Yeah. And you watched all of the football. It was great. And you had a, the time of your life. Uh, me and Christine walked with the limpers and, mm-hmm. and, and lived that stadium. And I came back with lots of notes. I think it is our duty to do that with as many of these modern stadiums as possible. Now, L.A. also passed. Is that test? We could go scout SoFi. Yeah, but but again, U.S. Bank Stadium is clearly going to be the te- they, they hired the guy who oversaw the construction of, so- of U.S. Bank. It's very relevant. <laughs> but L.A. sounds more fun than Minneapolis. I agree. Uh, and but- New Orleans and KC also sound more fun. How much do you cons- how much do you care about Chicago's bird population? <laughs> because when U.S. Bank went up, their bird deaths. Skyrocketed. Really? Oh, I remember birds flying into yes. the stadium. Yeah, so obviously, if you want to go public with that now, Danny Parkins Hates doesn't birds. care about birds in Chicago. Yeah, I've known that a long time. They're not even real, so Wait, it doesn't matter. Why are you putting that on me? Isn't that on Kevin Warren? I, you're the one talking up this whole new stadium thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I came up with that. Uh, yeah. Well, see, here's a couple factors to, d- to debate this between Minnesota and L.A. One, the likelihood of the station and or Odyssey um, having the audacity, or excuse me, having the Odyssey to pay for such a trip is low, so we could drive to Minnesota. We could just join back QL. <laughs> yeah. Then, then they'll send us. Then we will go to all the road games. But seriously, we could drive to Minnesota and just kind of do this ourselves, you know? Yes. And find us a space to do a show. I've done some shows from Minnesota now that I think of it. Um, so we, we could do that. And 
So, I don't know, but let's figure it out. Let, 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 let's, let, let's figure it out. Questions left unanswered by Kevin Warren. Genuine reason for optimism. It's all ahead. Parker to speak on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.